Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Power, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And Star Charge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. There are a lot of opportunities and specific use cases in our world where EVs can shine and really make a measurable impact when it comes to efficiency and climate impact and greenhouse gas emissions and really just being the best option for this use case. A lot of that is in our larger fleets, business fleets, small fleets, big fleets. We've seen whole cities run EV initiatives in their municipal departments. We've seen stories of trucking companies pushing electric and, of course, ride sharing, something we've all likely used, whether it be Uber or Lyft or maybe even Waymo or another EV taxi. If you've been driven around in a self-driving EV, definitely let me know that I have not yet. And also, of course, the rental car industry, all of which have a huge potential to go electric and serve a large market. And many companies have tried to electrify their rideshare or rental fleets, but it hasn't been the easiest story, to say the least. In fact, we can see that with well-known car rental companies like Sixth and Hertz, who have announced their plans to divest, slow down, pull back, their EV lineups, but it may not be for the reasons you're thinking. Welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Francie. Thank you for plugging in with me today to cover this topic. Let's get rolling. For some background, it has been common knowledge that companies like Tesla, Lyft, Sixth, Hertz, and other rideshare and rental-oriented companies have directly invested in EVs and made partnerships with EV manufacturers and EV charging companies as well. There's a significant appeal to customers to drive or ride electric when given the opportunity. So let's look at Sixth. Sixth is a global mobility service provider and car rental company that is headquartered in Germany. 
and they offer a wide range of rental vehicles and mobility solutions. I actually rented an ICE car, a Peugeot, when my best friend and I traveled to Scotland and drove around the northernmost coast of Scotland along the aisles. I drove on the other side of the car, on the other side of the road, and that was such a fun and amazing time. And the rental experience was honestly really great. Shout out to all the pals we made over in Scotland that summer. Anywho, obviously Sixt operates in a number of countries worldwide, offering short-term and long-term rentals. They announced their plans to phase out a specific EV automaker from their fleet just at the end of this past year, and that automaker is Tesla, believe it or not. So why would they discontinue purchasing Tesla vehicles, the most popular EV by far in a lot of the world, from their fleet and then sell off their current stock of EV models from Tesla? It seems a little dramatic. Well, obviously, this is for money reasons. The company has cited price cuts and resale values as major factors in this decision. Of course, We've seen Tesla slash the prices of their EVs, making almost anyone who has bought one immediately lose value on them. And that's something certainly felt by companies like Six who have invested a large portion of their EV fleet into the Tesla models. Additionally, they've cited high repair and holding costs as a motivation for this strategic change. So while EVs have been again and again cited as often having a higher upfront cost compared to an ICE or combustion engine option and often requiring less maintenance over their lifetime, this may not be totally true or realized by rental companies. And maybe this argument for EVs, the specific cost-saving scenario, is not the same for Teslas that are rented and driven by you know, a lot of different drivers over a lot of different terrains and kind of and maybe it's also that this divestment from tesla may point to these specific ev models not just evs in general but tesla evs requiring companies like six to shill out more money for more expensive repairs now i wouldn't take this as a sign that six is out of the ev space because that's certainly not the case at this point and i wouldn't expect that to be true Anytime soon, Sixt is still committed to electrifying their fleet with a goal of 90% electric by 2030. But to reach that goal, it may be at this time, Sixt will maintain partnerships with other automakers and just not Tesla. For instance, Sixt agreed back in late 2022 to purchase around 100,000 EVs from BYD. BYD, which stands for Build Your Dreams, is a Chinese conglomerate that spans multiple nations and focuses mainly on EV manufacturing and renewable energy solutions. The company was founded in 1995 and has grown to become one of the world's largest producers of rechargeable batteries and electric vehicles. China, as we've covered in other podcasts, is a leader in the space of EV and battery manufacturing, which has lended to them really getting the building processes down, the economies of scale, and being able to cut costs for EVs very effectively. So we'll keep an eye out for any new partnerships between Sixt and other EV automakers in the meantime. But now let's move over to Hertz, certainly probably another rental company that you've heard of. Hertz is another massive rental car company that recognizes the growing demand for electric and hybrid vehicles. I actually covered one story about Hertz and EVGO's partnership a few weeks ago, which I'll link in the show notes, 
which is about about a joint promotion to offer one year of special charging rates to drivers renting any EV model at a Hertz location across the country, across the U.S. And the offer, by the way, is available exclusively to new EVgo customers who are renting through Hertz. So nothing crazy, but an electric forward partnership or collaboration nonetheless. Hertz has significantly invested into their EV fleet. They have a big deal with Tesla to buy 100,000 EVs, which they announced back in 2021. And as far as I can tell, Hertz remains committed to buying those 100,000 Teslas, plus 175,000 EVs from GM and another 65,000 from Polestar. Even so, their CEO was quoted saying, our in-fleeting of EVs will be slower than our prior expectations. And I don't know about you, but I'm not surprised. I've seen this before. We get excited about the EV space. We want to invest and go big. It's expensive still. It's just the reality. We're trying things and seeing what sticks. In 2024, the company is slated to sell 20,000 EVs, which is at this point 30% of their fleet. They will reinvest a portion of the proceeds to purchase ICE vehicles to meet customer demand, which isn't something most of us want to hear, but it's happening. Who knows where they're selling those 20,000 EVs, right? Maybe you can snag a good deal. We should actually look into that. To put a number to it, the company cited roughly a $245 million incremental net depreciation expense. Ouch. Hertz also cited lower than expected quarter three of 2023 margins. And a major contributing factor to this EV strategy pivot was vehicle damage costs, particularly to their electric fleet. Rideshare drivers had a high utilization of EVs from Hertz, which is great. Let's share the electric goodness. There's a lot of benefits for rideshare drivers and passengers there. But also, apparently, there are high incidences of incidents of damages recorded for rideshare drivers specifically. According to Hertz website, in the U.S., they have tens of thousands of EVs available for rent at more than 2,000 locations across 44 states. And in addition to leisure and business travelers, they also rent EVs to rideshare drivers through a partnership with Uber. Nearly 50,000 drivers on the Uber platform have rented electric vehicles from Hertz so far, according to the company, logging over 260 million miles with zero emissions. For context, Uber aims to be a zero emissions platform in London by 2025 and in Europe and North America by 2030. Hertz also announced almost a year ago that they had partnered with Uber for a European expansion that will make up to 25,000 EVs available for Uber drivers to rent across Europe by 2025, just next year, starting in London and then going to Paris and Amsterdam. But we'll have to see how this is affected by these changes, of course. So what did Hertz try to do about this problem that I mentioned a second ago, which is that EV damages were coming mostly from the rideshare customer segment. Well, one approach was to shift some of the EV lineup from rideshare over to the leisure segment, but apparently they shifted over too many and they reduced their daily revenues. So, okay, not great. Then again, they cited that the price cuts on EVs that we've seen in recent history you know, that are good for new owners, but not great for those earlier adopters, this reduces market value of their current 
EV and Tesla fleet, of course, and then put some things in the red. Going forward, Hertz has said that they are focusing on lowering risk of incidents and damage, and that they are working directly with Tesla to improve parts and labor and repair costs, etc. All those things that raise a price tag of an electric fleet. So it looks like that relationship remains and is friendly to some collaboration, which is good to see, in my opinion. Hertz holds an optimistic standpoint about their future with electric, and they, like Sixth, are still committed to EVs. As EVs become more popular, it also stands that they're p- the parts, the repair parts, the parts needed to repair an EV if something happens will become more readily available and less expensive. And also there will hopefully be a greater number of aftermarket parts as well as the industry grows. So what does this all tell us exactly? I'd say this points to a downside for companies that offer offer EV rentals. Clearly, while they may be eager to be first movers and set the stage for this industry, it ain't easy. Lots of the savings from EVs from fueling or charging savings are not directly or clearly realized by rental companies with this business model compared to what your everyday driver may experience investing in an EV. Although EVs tend to have less regular maintenance, there are still things that need replacements and repairs. And if they do, they might be more expensive. Tires, I mean, everyone needs to replace the tires here and there. But as you may know, EVs, due to their heavier weight, have an increased wear on the tires. And there's, of course, companies developing EV-specific tires, which we should do some more coverage on soon, and also suspension of EVs, steering, the interior, body damage, dents, scratches, batteries, but that's not all too common. So overall, costs when you ignore fuel cost savings can actually be relatively high, especially for repairs that have a high cost due to a variety of factors, including lower availability of parts, a newer industry, and all the challenges that come with that, including sometimes the need or requirement of specialized labor, which can be more scarce and more expensive. I'd love to read your thoughts on this topic from maybe your experience renting an EV or driving as a rideshare driver, or if you think maybe rental just isn't the space right now to have big EV fleets. I think this highlights the challenges, but doesn't stand to totally halt the electrification of rental fleets. And instead, this seems to be a trial and error example that we see in industries that are advancing technology like this. Though this was an expensive lesson, as it seems. Thank you so much for plugging into some EV news with me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will catch you next time on the Out of Spec Podcast. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK.